0: Welcome back to another edition of the Delphin Chase podcast. Uh, we're going to touch on my little trip out east and Auken's Pana Prague cruise night weekend. Uh, we got a couple interviews with Trey Hyde about the NBA and some other things, as well as Matt Ostick previewing the Open. Uh, France with the, the World Cup title under their belt. Some Wimbledon recap. Uh, Djokovic looks to be back. Serena with kind of a a meltdown showing in the final Uh, MLB home run derby tonight. We'll give you our picks as well as the MLB all-star game preview. Our boys showtime. Absolutely snubbed. Uh, Lakers are in the, in the finals of the summer league Uh, is LeBron having a huge impact already. Only being there for a few weeks and Manny Pacquiao coming out of the woodworks. He is back touching on our locked bets and our dump and chase of the week. Carol Owens. T O. All right, here we go.
1: Yeah, that's right, this cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years One love, yo, yeah, that's right, he's got a game P.E. 1998 If man
2: is the father, the sun is the center of the earth In the middle of the universe Then why is his verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write him like such
3: What is going on, everybody? We are back for another episode of the Dump and Chase podcast What is up? What is up? Evan, Manny Pacquiao is back. Wow, is he ever. He is back in full force. Coming uh, out of the woodworks. Yeah, first knockout since 09 with the TKO of uh, Miguel Cado. Already all over his next matchup. What a bomb he threw. Yeah, like, he, he, caught, a little he undercut. caught him with one. He, he dropped him, I think, two, three times in that fourth time. uh it, it did it to him, rung his bell. TKO yeah. out in Vegas, and he's already, Evan,
0: he, he, he said he wants Floyd for a rematch. Yeah. What? First of all, we haven't heard anything on Pacquiao in a few years. This this came out of left field. I I didn't even know he was fighting until Saturday morning. No I idea. It. I had no. So the promoter there did a terrible job. Yeah. Uh, how about? I mean, McGregor's kind of been out of the picture for a while now, but calling out Floyd Mayweather for the rematch after knocking out of the knockout of Cotto. Um, Whoa, wow. Yeah. I, massive news in have, the boxing world. I mean, Mayweather already retired. So I don't know where he's going with this. Mayweather is not going to box again. He's got his undefeated record. I, I, I
3: don't see this happening. Um, You had McGregor with the whole deal, you know, luring him out of retirement uh, for that super fight we saw yeah. um, a year or so ago. Um, and now Manny Pacquiao Will he persuade Mayweather to come back out of retirement? I doubt it, unless <sighs> it some reason Mayweather is just burning through cash. Yeah. Needing I mean, some sort of extra you, payday. You would
0: have to think his strip club's raking in the dough. So he's yeah. not hurting there, The Girl Collection, shout out to the girl. Shout collection. Shout out, shout out. But, um, but I mean, this is kind of one thing in my eyes. Pacquiao, he's almost 40. I mean, he said that he feels 27, which is absolute garbage. He's just trying to stay relevant again. Uh, I. This I don't know where this is going, but in our eyes, Pacquiao is back. He He's literally over the hill, even though he got his first knockout. It wasn't against the greatest opponent, but hey, a knockout's a knockout. It's credit to him, but I would love to see another Pacquiao-Mayweather fight. You know what? I res- I, I, I retract that. I would not like to see that. That was probably one of the worst. Fights it was, it was, all de- I, it was yeah. a waste of money is what it was. It was a
3: defensive battle. Both of them were just picking shots. Uh, Mayweather kind of got up on them and then just lived, dance just, the entire rest of the time. Two-stepped around the whole arena, um, dodging everything. Yeah, like I said, man, there's not much to break down about this other than – I just don't see it happening. A more reasonable contender, because obviously he wants to defend his title now. Right. So we're probably going to see another right. fight. Uh, a more reasonable bout would be between him and Amir Khan. Yeah. Um. That, that see <laughs> any relation to Ahmed Khan? I, I don't think so. But, <laughs> um. But no. Point is, Manny Pacquiao is back. Uh, huge win for him. But we'll we'll move on right away. Um. And we'll touch on some Wimbledon. We saw both the men and women come to an end. Uh. I'll go back to Isner and Anderson. Yeah, going extra time. I believe it went seven hours long in that
0: match. Almost seven. What was it? The final set was. Well, the first, the first, to... the first three sets were tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. The fourth set, it could have been, but finally Anderson broke Isner, and then it was six four, and then what? We just it, it that's, was. That's what happens. Everybody wants to to change the the tiebreaking rule, but we see this very few op, like. Just does not happen that often when you see a game go to over you know ten, eight in the final right. match. But we saw what he Anderson went the the matchup before we upset Federer. He went thirteen, eleven. Uh guys when they have these huge power serves. Isner went the longest match ever at Wimbledon. He went I think it was 60, and Mahut, 66, yeah. 64. 11 hours or something. but it took three days. but everybody wants to change this tiebreak rule. They want to make it a tiebreak, kind of like the U.S. Open has, but I, it only happens with Isner. It's you're changing it for one guy, right? And and it, it just doesn't make sense. That's what happens when these two Bowsers play each other. Yeah, you it was. You're right. Other. It was it was Goliath versus Goliath is
3: in terms of serving. I mean. Isner what he broke the record at Wimbledon for most aces in a in a single match. They had they, they combined something. they
0: combined for over what ninety aces? It was Yeah, ridiculous.
3: and I think Anderson would have actually broken it too or came dang close yeah. if he wasn't playing Isner, but they both just ran out of juice and yeah. It, it was literally I first, was,
0: first to break the other. I was pulling for Isner. Uh credit to Anderson though, coming off that high of Federer and then even rallying to beat Isner. Uh, we would have loved to see the American in the final. But, but it, it just showed you whoever won that was going to get swept by either Djokovic or Nadal. Another great match that Djokovic kind of came out on top. But, yeah, Joker's back, he's, man. He's back. He hasn't won since 2016 after he won four in a row from 15 to 16. And he looks he's finally healthy again. He looks really good. Yeah, he looks good. Um, he, Like you said,
3: I, I don't think there's any chance whoever won Isner or Anderson to take yeah. down Whoever it may be, and it's happened to be Djokovic. Worst, um, probably the
0: worst Wimbledon final there it's been in over a decade. It was a three, 3-0 sweep, um, but yeah, that's kind of what happens when a, a, a match takes seven hours, like you said. You just fatigue settles in, and right. But Joker uh, was it was his from from the get go. Yeah,
3: jumping to the women's side though, Serena Williams. Man, we thought she had an absolute cakewalk.
0: Find yeah. out she just takes a dump out there, man. What happened? I mean, Kerber, credit to her, she played amazing. Mm-hmm. That's probably some of the best tennis she's played. Serena had a ton of unforced errors. Her serve wasn't dialed in like it normally is. Uh, fatigue was probably settling in for her a little bit. But, I mean, we were kind of high on her. We, 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 we kind of stressed how this was the ups, It was the, the tournament of upsets on the women's mm-hmm. side. Not None of the top tens were in it, which kind of helped Serena, where she only played one ranked opponent in, in the entire tournament until the final. Um, and she it took it, she took her to three sets uh, in in the semis, and you know it kind of in a way pulled a wool over her eyes. Like, wow, she's actually back, and she is. She's back, but right. not on the level that we've seen. Uh, I think she's maybe got one more major in her. The, the pregnancy obviously is going to take a toll on the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, d- definite setback for her. Um I'm not upset. I think she
3: played a great tournament. Yeah. Um lo- lost a tough one there, but um yeah, like you said there was it, they kind of stuck to the script of upsets and yeah. you know we saw it again in the finale. So um all around a good Wimbledon tournament on both the men and women's side, but let's uh let's talk about the the Summer League, the NBA Summer League. Uh Lakers in the fi- finals with uh Portland. I believe it is. Yep. Yep. So, um,
0: uh, okay. So, this was kind of cool. They played LA beat Cleveland uh, in overtime. So, LeBron was in house with those new Laker shorts. Ugliest pair ugliest of shorts. Ugliest shorts. But, I mean, LeBron could wear anything and it's cool. They were $500 shorts. <laughs> I, you wouldn't catch me wearing those anywhere, not even to a dirty, But uh, they sold out in like five hours. Uh, even the triple XLs—I don't know who the hell those are fitting. Maybe just to have them. But uh, LeBron was in in the stands. Hart looks like he's the real deal. But it is summer league. Lonzo looked like the real deal last year. Right. What does this have to say for the Lakers? I mean, they run and train through
3: the summer league. They yeah. Add LeBron back to back years. Kawhi now. Yeah. I, who knows?
0: I doubt it. But
3: I you think it's just
0: the summer league, kind of a joke to some degree. But it. it it showcases the the rookies and the sophomores. Uh, the Lakers have some young talent. Uh, Hart, best player by far in the summer league. They had Alonzo win the MVP the year before. Um, my guess is that Hart's going to win it a, for for this summer. Um, but What's yeah. the, What does Leangelo do to that roster if he's there? I mean, you add a powerhouse like Leangelo to that roster, and it not only puts them over the top, but it it puts them in an elite category of their own. I, they, I don't see the Warriors. I don't know anyone on the Warriors that could defend Leangelo Like we know you stress that he doesn't have a strong left hand. He's not great at finishing around the rack, but he's a great perimeter shooter. And that's something that the Lakers need. They need a shooter. So mm-hmm. they have all this young talent, but they don't really have a perimeter shooter. Whereas Leangelo can take them to the next level and he can be a, a deep threat beyond the arc. Kind of like a, kind of like I'd say he's a little bit, he's a more awkward shooter than Lonzo, which is, kind of absurd but he he puts the ball on the rack so I, I I think he he only elevates them I don't know what, what is your take on that
3: um yeah I think you hit it nail right on the head man it's like like I've said the past three months man since we started this deal he isn't good at his left hand can't finish but like you said again he's a perimeter shooter he would add to that young offense in LA. He already has pro experience. Pro, yeah, his he, hands he played are... overseas. Has the pro experience. He's got his brother as a mentor. Now he has LeBron as a mentor. His dad can stay out of the picture. Um, You're looking for somebody with that gets on the Steels chart. I don't know
0: anybody he's that steals, right that steals better than Liangelo. He's right there with Rondo, and he's on the same team now. Just ask that Louis Vuitton store in Beijing. They they saw it firsthand. The yeah. dude, all the dude does is get buckets and steals. Yep. I love that take. That is an extremely hot take. But uh, we we're fortunate enough
3: to actually have one of our good buddies um, and actually a, a call it three year starter at Augustana, Trey Hyde, um, join us for a quick little interview. So we'll jump to that right now. <laughs>
0: All right, we'd like to welcome our first-time guest, Trey Hyde, onto the show. Three years starting quarterback for Augustana University. Decided that he wasn't going to take his talents to Germany. He works in the car industry. Trey Hyde, how you doing?
2: I'm good. How are you guys doing?
0: What's up, Trey? Doing well, doing well. Uh, so we'll kind of get right into it here. Uh, Trey, 2012 meltdown at the Target Center. Uh, kind, of, kind of walk us through it. You know, there was kind of speculation that Osseo stepped out of bounce for those listening that no, don't know what happened. Lakeville North lost in the state finals on a controversial call at the buzzer. Uh, Lakeville North came back from down 16 at one point to tie the game and Osseo broke their hearts. And, and specifically number two, laying, uh, laying down Trey, kind of what happened in your eyes um,
2: on that final play? You know, we we ox we uh, had called the trap actually, and we he ended up trapping it. him. The Johnny trapped ox him on the trap. yeah Johnny ox the Johnny ox called a trap. You know he liked to bark at his guys. Yeah. So he called a trap and Feels good. And you've seen the picture where he's standing on the line, but they swung it, swung it to the corner. We watched a seven footer knock down a warm up jumper and was uh, and the rest that is history. Contra-
3: controversial finish to a state title game
2: in the history of the Minnesota State High school League it's up there. I think no it definitely is it definitely is 100 percent is yes do we know who specifically missed
0: their assignment on that final play I know it was a trap so some guys gotta you know slide over do we know who missed that assignment
2: I know what you're doing there like if there's anything that <laughs> LeBron James has taught me is when a when somebody's trying to trap an answer out of me. I'm not. I'm not gonna throw someone under the bus, man.
3: No comment. No comment. No, no comment. Okay. No Leave comment. Uh
2: Yeah, our
3: team played great. Uh, you know what? It was a team. You know, we win and lose as a
0: team. And uh, yeah. Yeah. but at the end of the day, you know, we're not satisfied with the silver. Um, you know, me and Hayes, kind uh, no. of me and Hayes, Charlie Hayes, a friend of ours, got into it in the stands with McNulty. He thought we were calling. He <laughs> we thought we were we were calling the Osseo faithful a bunch of hoes. But in reality, it was just Osseo. A C O hose, like, like hose. a garden hose. Uh, yes, but yeah. So yes. Tough, tough finish there, but uh, if you if you if the viewers can recall here, there's a, a kind of a funny news brewing out of a Lifetime Fitness. Uh, somebody called the cops. A white a white male called the cops <laughs> on an African American for a hard foul. I don't know if you call that. Uh, a jail time, flagrant one, statutory flagrant one at lifetime. <laughs> we just kind of want to. Who, who do you? Who would you say is the most likely to call the cops on someone for a hard fo- for a hard foul at at your local Y?
2: At our local Y, yeah.
0: Who 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 would you say is the most likely to call a hard foul and call the cops? Actually, take it to that level.
2: Okay, well. I think the obvious answer would probably be Garrett Goodlow. <laughs> Giddy, you've been served, buddy. Garrett Goodlow, or let's be realistic, Petey. It's, you'd be you'd be one of the top three candidates. I was uh,
0: I didn't want to say it, but I was going to I Right? <laughs> I actually don't think I would have called the cops. I probably would have taken one to the rack with my elbows up on you for the next play. Um, yeah, I probably would have stuck my leg out next time you came through the rack. Or next time you came through the lane trying to get to the rack because you wouldn't beat me. That's that's yeah. But uh, – for for me, I would say it'd be Joel Oxton. You
2: know, he's he can be yes.
0: soft at times. He's a crime. Uh, he yeah, yeah.
2: Does um, a has Aachen ever heard about your your Fourth of July meltdown in Austin Farrell's driveway? Tell me
0: more. Tell the viewers, Trey. What? what I want to hear <laughs> your side.
2: So there was a friendly game of two on two basketball on the Fourth of July. Myself and Austin what Farrell year? against.
0: This was twenty fourteen. What year think, was I
2: think that? Twenty fourteen.
3: Two years removed. We're, we're two, two years of road.
2: Oh, yep, yep. Was, Charlie, tra- Charles Hayes and uh, Evan Peterson were playing myself and Austin Farrell in Austin's front yard, and we were all fairly intoxicated. Hayes more. Uh, than that Rose. that's
0: an understatement. That's an understatement. Hayes, that's, Hayes, it is an understatement. Hayes, I actually don't think he could see out of his left eye. That's how bad he. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give you a quick background here. Austin Farrell had a little get together. Um, a lot of people were there, the, 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 the grass, the grass stands were packed and he also has a a very, very
2: slanted driveway. So I don't think the hoop was actually parallel, but keep going. It's yeah, there's, there's a lot of different factors and what started off as a friendly game quickly turned competitive and I got to give PD credit. He kind of carried a team. He had a blacked out Charlie Hayes. But the thing you got to give Hayes credit for, being that blacked out, he gave effort the whole time. Oh, like, always. oh he was, he was an
0: unbelievable pick for me.
2: That's, um. Keep going. Yeah. he. he you definitely you know you're beat. getting that from him. You know you're getting that from Charlie yeah, Hayes.
0: The, the kid, no matter how sober, intoxicated, whatever you want to call it, the kid's going to give you
2: 110%. That's just the, the type of kid that he is. He could barely dribble, but long story short, Evan was – Playing his lights out. What would you consider yourself that kind of player you were that day? A young Kobe? I would say I was a young, I w- I was a young Kobe.
0: Yeah, that's Kobe was still in the league. I was still a, a Kobe guy.
2: Yeah, like a like a fro Kobe is kind of how everyone was Kobe. playing. Yeah,
0: a number eight Kobe. And number you eight.
2: you gotta understand we're playing on a what an eight eight foot hoop. Uh yes yes. And and then it, the game basically came down to one possession. Do you wanna do you wanna let Akin know how it finished?
0: Uh... So, no, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. You keep going.
2: Okay, so last possession, Hayes being blacked out, lunges for a pass, which after, then allows me to – After
0: a turnover, but yeah.
2: After a after turnover, which allows me to back cut and have a full sprint at this rim with Evan Peterson standing underneath it. I who, think you
0: dunked over somebody else and I from the side.
2: Uh, uh, but keep going. Basically, Evan and Hayes both got dunked on, ended up walking a mile and a half back to <laughs> Blake Wenicki's house and showered, and we saw him about two hours later because they were so pissed. We were
0: so pissed. We were actually showering together, and we were, we were pissed at each other in the shower. Took the ball and went. And then we ended up doing more shots in Blake's kitchen. But yeah, I mean, what that was an unbelievable fourth. Uh, but but keeping on the basketball thing here, what's your? I mean, we know you're a, a diehard LeBron guy. What's your take on take on him taking his talents to Hollywood?
2: I mean, I've always been a big Lake Show fan. If there's anything you know about me, oh,
0: Hunter, you've always liked the Lakers. From
2: I've always liked the Lakers. It's just the whole the whole LeBron and Kobe debate. I had to pick a side, so I picked LeBron. But I'm I've been a Lake Show guy. Yeah, me and Hayes, Hayes and myself. Lake so Show. do you think? you think Kawhi's going to end up
0: there? Melo, what, what's your take on the other two uh, free agents? Well, not necessarily free agents. They'd have to trade for Kawhi, but what's your take on the two uh, prospects?
2: I hope to hell Melo doesn't doesn't go there. Mello, Kawhi. Melo will, ru- will ruin. If he goes to the Rockets or Lakers, he will just ruin whatever they have going. Right. Right, except if he's wear if they unless they allow him to wear a hoodie during the game. <laughs> yeah. But he's back. He's back to doing the Lifetime Sky videos. It's like, bro, <laughs> bro, that work that that pulled the
0: wool over our eyes for a summer, and you were absolutely ass like that.
2: Yeah. No, he needs to go play in that three on three league, and Kawhi needs to. He needs to somehow end up at my lake. Show. What
0: would you? Would you trade? Oh. Or
2: Ingram or Kuzma. How would you get? What would you? Do? Yes, I would trade Hart and Ingram in a second.
0: We know in in a, in a first. Alonzo's in every injury possible. I think he. I think right? he pulled a neck muscle yesterday, just getting up,
2: according to his dad. So, uh, can we can we talk about the snub of of Leangelo Oh my oh, god! Don't
3: even get us oh, started, man. man
0: Our Jesus. listeners know how we had how him big. LiAngelo is on this podcast.
3: We had him first overall, top five bare minimum snub yeah, from summer league
0: this guy got... the fact that he didn't give us get a summer league try bid is a fucking joke uh he's gonna take his talents to that los angeles i don't know tier two league but i mean he can go only go up from there he's i want the i want to
3: i want to hear your thoughts we personally think uh come this fall he will be on an nba roster uh but what do you have to th- say about the whole younger brother deal
2: I have absolutely no idea. Like, that whole situation is one of the most, I, I assume you're going to bleep it out, but one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. Like, LeVar Ball is absurd. We don't be, we don't beep shit out on this podcast.
3: Unless so. we're talking about Vladimir Putin. Yeah. That gets,
2: so if that I say, so if I say, fuck, Putin, you're going to not bleep the fuck, but it's going to say fuck beep
0: correct and yeah, yeah, we're probably just going to take that part out of the the uh interview as well.
2: Okay. <laughs> um no yeah, I have no idea. I have no no thoughts about Leandro. All
3: right, let's transition over to the uh the British Open uh over at Carnoustie Championship Course. We know you played a lot of golf and you played in high school. Um but yeah, it's it's up in Scotland this year. Um, what are your predictions for the open? We know you're a seven handicap. Who's your dark horse? Who's your leader? Um, walk us through
2: it. I, I'm to fact check that seven handicap, but I always pick, I think Dustin Johnson's always a favorite. That's my guy. I'm picking him. I'm telling you guys right now, I'm picking him in that pool. Um, dark horse, Patrick Reed every week.
0: Why? Gross.
2: The guy's the guy's got heart. He's got confidence, and you actually, he's
0: got no.
3: And he's
2: overweight. That. And he's overweight. The best golfers what are class, a little what overweight. What
0: color heart is Patrick Reed's heart? It's fucking hot. red, white, and
2: blue. Red, black. white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. Did you see him in the Ryder Cup?
0: Yeah, he had passion in the Ryder Cup with zero family in the in the stands.
2: Hey, there's there's a lot of behind the scenes with that. Okay, so, you got
0: you got DJ and Patty Reed.
2: What I about mean, the, uh
0: where does Tiger fall in this? We
3: consistently say week after week, they hype the fucking shit out of the guy. Um, we don't know whether he's going to make a march. He you know, showed some glimpses at the Masters. Mm-hmm. He's cut from the U.S. Open. Um, mm-hmm. His putter's been hot, though. Do you think he's going to make a run at this one? He's got a good record uh, at the British Open. Um, where, where do you see him falling?
2: I It, it just... You don't know what you're going to get with Tiger. I think he'll be good this week, and I'm just like, I think, every other golf fan. Anytime I see Tiger stripe a two-iron and spin it in his hands, I get hyped, so I hope he does well. He's
0: been been complaining about the green speed at Karnousti. Really? A lot of people know I'm not huge on Tiger right now. He's definitely not back. He said that. uh, it's not back. He's, I mean, he's arriving in Scotland. He's, he has three top five finishes this season and a fourth place in, in his latest start at the Quicken Loans. But I just don't see him winning. Uh, he, he's got that new putter. And, you know, that people asked him, when when is he going to break out of the slump and finally win a major? And he said, this is the course to do it. I, I mean, I really? call bullshit. I, I don't see him even finishing in the top ten. But, uh, yeah, we're not huge on Tigers, me specifically. But... But, yeah, what, what what do you think on – do you think he's going to place in the top five? What do you think? Is he going to make the cut? Fuck.
2: Yeah. Top five, make the, this cut. The thing that people always – they talk about Tiger is they think he, he never was good at coming back. So if he can start well, they get intimidated by him. So if he is in the top ten in the first two days, he'll be top five. So you don't see him clawing his way back? I mean, Lynx courses, you can kind of – you it's don't a,
0: have to be long. It's a type of course that, where you can hit anything. It's gonna
2: roll all the way up there. So, if he can hit that Stinger two iron, I give. I think he has a chance. Okay. I
0: I just don't see him putting well. Uh, two two or three weeks now with this new putter. Maybe it's not enough time heading into a major, but we'll we'll see. Um, but mm-hmm. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting.
3: Yeah, Trey. We're just gonna wrap it up. Um, we, we were talking briefly about this last weekend. Evan was obviously out of town with some some interviews with NBC Sports and whatnot. But we were back here for the Lakeville Panel Prog Festival. And some I don't know if it's been addressed. It's kind of been an elephant in the room. haven't talked to you about it since. But uh, there's some, some questionable antics. We all got back to my place for, for the after party around 2.30 a.m., bright, bright and early Sunday morning, or sorry, Saturday morning, and you, Hayes, and Heller were nowhere to be found, and then uh, I won't name her name, but you came in rolling in hot with, you know, what might have been some family ties on my end. Was (laughs) there some extracurriculars that night, or can you kind of defend yourself here?
2: There were no extracurriculars. I was at Topper's Pizza with Hayes and Charles, and you're – the individual <laughs> and another individual have, came in. Do we have
0: names, or are we going to keep those on the DL here? We might, we might have to keep them on
2: the DL. We're going to keep those on the DL. Let's just say there's no – there's the allegations are we'll false call, we'll, of we'll any, of it, any you wrongdoing.
3: You, you came in rolling and hot with
2: Nancy. I did come in rolling in hot with Nancy, Were you but friends? no. It, no, no, no. Nancy had a hold of my – Nancy had a hold of my shirt. Did you get <laughs> – a notch? Did you get no? No notch.
0: Jesus.
2: No. Nope. No, so <laughs> you're gonna
0: go to your grave with that answer.
2: I left with uh, we're gonna Hayes's mother.
0: Oh, oh, oh. oh. And
2: okay, uh, and Hayes
0: and Heller. Okay, and Hayes and okay. Heller. Okay. I mean, we needed more elaboration for for the listeners. I I didn't know where. Sorry, last night. Night. I thought Maybe you went with uh you know a round two type deal. Um, no.
2: No, no, no! All, all right. right,
3: we're gonna, we're just gonna, we're gonna stop it there, Trey. <laughs> we appreciate your time coming on, sharing some insights at the NBA. Um, we'll see all those picks plan out in the uh, play out in the open. Um, but always great having you on, brother. Thanks for coming on the first time. Thanks,
2: Trey. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. See you. Yeah.
3: That interview is brought to you by Harmless C, the natural quit smoking aid. Are you needing serious help overcoming the urge to smoke? or just need a therapeutic solution to satisfy your cravings and hand-to-mouth habits, Harmless C is the new 100% non-electric, smokeless, and vaporless natural quit smoking aid. It is refreshing, effective, and easy to use, and is a safe alternative to smoking and
1: vaping. All right. France
0: is the new FIFA World Cup champion. Uh, what a dominating performance in the finals. Uh, kind of an interesting final, though. Uh, a couple, they had a, a handball that was very Just controversial. Unl- it's unlucky. It's unlucky. It was. And then even the first goal was kind of an, it was considered an own goal. Uh, but you can't do much on a, on a, on a, free kick from outside the box that he crossed in and you're trying to head it away. You're not trying to head it bar. You know what? The guy was a the guy who headed that, I think he was a striker. He was an offensive guy.
3: Yep. Um I have to contradict what you said about a dominating performance. Yes, the scoreboard showed it um at the end of 90 minutes, but Evan, the, the whole first half of that game I thought Croatia was dominating the time on attack. Yep. Um the possession was hands down in their favor. Like you said, that first goal, extremely unlucky. I don't know why he's flicking his head back. Yeah. Maybe it was his natural instinct to just head that and flick his head backwards like that. Um, Unlucky goal there. Um, Even more unlucky, though, was that that cross ball into the box that went off um, the Croatians, his his forearm, it looked like. um, Sending France to the line for a PK. Um, Another just dagger for the Croatians. You know? Yeah. Putting them up two one there. I mean,
0: yeah, okay. So Francis style is kind of they'll let they'll feel you out first half. Croatia obviously had a had a strong first half. Um, Pieric had that sick little made his own move in the box and strike little lefty boot. little lefty laser that tied the score. But he's the dude that it did hit off his hand, and so in that regard, you feel bad for him. He makes an unbelievable mm-hmm. probably goal of his life ties the score and then you know he gives it right back on an unintentional handball uh which that var review system kind of it clearly showed that it hit his hand the the rule is very very hazy uh he didn't stick his hand up to block it but went off his hand yeah you know griezmann is pretty much a tap in from there did that stupid little Fortnite silly that's that's i i think that's embarrassing (laughs) that's fucking awful but but then France in the second half, it was it was honestly all France in the second half. Yep, I'd um, agree with Polk, that. I mean, it was just their day. He, he A right-footed strike. He's not a righty. Right-footed strike that goes off the leg of a Croatian defender, it goes right back to him, and he just bombs it yeah. left a little bender. How
3: dominating is Mbappe?
0: He, oh he's the God. fastest guy on the pitch, it's in the, in, probably in the whole term. He's doing circles around these he's, defenders. He's going to be the best player in the, in, in the world in probably two years. He, I mean... His goal was, it wasn't the greatest goal, but he made his own little move, mm-hmm. he used the D as a screen, buried it, but he, he got youngest player of the tournament, uh, well-deserved, but they were just so stacked. I mean, Croatia's only, their second goal by uh, manzukic was literally Loris, the goalie for France, being an idiot, trying to dangle, and he just poked it past him. I mean, what... How about this? If it's if it's a two to one game and he tries if that, that shit happens. That guy's not, and nobody's, they nobody's, lose. He's nobody's not not gonna ever. Back. Nobody's ever gonna remember what Loris did. But that could have gone down as his family could have been on on watch. Yeah, like they would have been put if, on witness protection. Yeah, some shit. That that would not have. That lied is that's any of, level. I mean, he's he was clearly the great in my eyes, the best goalie in the World Cup. Uh, I'm not too familiar with. All the goaltenders, mm-hmm. Russians, Tendy was obviously sick, but he was dominant, made some key saves at some key times. But that blunder could have costed him. You know, it's it's one of those plays where it could have went down as a career-defining moment in the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, but but credit to France and, and Croatia with an unbelievable run that we probably won't ever see again. Uh, yeah. That just kind of showed you how that right side of the bracket was kind of weak. They didn't really beat any powerhouses in my eyes. England was pretty overrated. Yeah, like you but, said, up until up until halftime, you know what? It it was a it was a great
3: game, um, yeah. and then France just took over. Um, Croatia was just, you know, they kind of beat the life out of them. They had too much depth, too much speed. But all in all, good tournament. It, it was fun to watch. It was a good rematch. And how about the France, the French celebration? Oh my god! The Arc I would, have, triumph, killed, I would whole, have killed to be
0: in Paris for that oh celebration. Good Eiffel Tower front. The, it was the, ridiculous watching that parade when they got back. Speaking of parades. Croatia's parade was probably more lit than than France. Where you they had the band playing oh in the my... middle and they're all chanting and jumping around. Yeah, well, like that this. was the pregame, but when when they came back to welcome them back, it was you. It was maybe stri- strictly red and foggy. You didn't see anything. They were so stoked that their their country was now on the map. Uh, but what it, this has got to be the best World Cup since we've been alive, where we've seen so much drama. Yeah, and, and it's not your power. The favorites teams. didn't really win. France was definitely up there as a top, you know, five or six team to to win it. But I don't think a lot of people picked France to win it. I mean, Germany and Brazil were the clear two favorites, and you know, Germany didn't make it out of pool play, and Brazil just gets bounced in the quarters. But what an unbelievable World Cup! I'm looking forward to 2022 when it's in Qatar. <laughs> uh, but it's gonna suck because it's it's really hot there. It's in the Middle East, so they're doing it during football season. It's gonna yeah, be in, the time changes right be before Christmas. Fucking
3: deal too um yeah let's uh let's switch gears and talk about the british open uh coming up this next weekend evan talk about the favorites who do you like who do you dislike some dark horses is tiger gonna contend what do you see
0: yeah i mean obviously dustin johnson best player in the world right now the number one ranking he's probably gonna be the, the favorite he is at 12 to 1 but this course I mean, you can be super long and be successful, but you don't necessarily have to be that long. The ball is going to roll. As long as you can put it in play, you're going to be fine. Stay out of the, the pot bunkers. But, uh, yeah, Dustin Johnson is definitely going to be in the mix. Rory, used to the Lynx course. Uh, I thought he would have had a better showing at the U.S. Open, and he laid an egg. I think he'll be up there. I hope Ricky's in the, in the mix. I think he will be as well, uh, seeking that first major. But... I, I had to go with my boy, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, I, I love Tommy Fleetwood. I'm going to throw some dough on him, but that long hair, you know, he's an English guy. He's used to the links. He's, you know, probably in the top 10 going into it for uh, predictions. I, I'm going to stick. I, I think Tommy Fleetwood's going to do enough to put himself into contention. Uh, I think he'll be, you know, in the, in the final two or three pairings uh, on Sunday uh, so I'm gonna stay I'm gonna say Fleetwood. Uh, I'm gonna pick Fleetwood and then I think uh, Dustin Johnson and uh, I'm gonna go with Speeth. He's gonna defend that title. He's gonna defend it all the way to Sunday to the best that he can.
3: Yeah, those are solid picks. Um obviously, in this one, I like to root for the Americans going over and kind of stealing one from the Englishmen and you know the Europeans as as a whole. Um, but I'm gonna go with uh, I, I like Jordan Speeth defending his title. kind of had a quiet twenty eighteen. Um, but he's going in. He's got to defend his turf. Well, not his turf, but his tournament here. It'll be the first to back since Patty Harrington. Right, yeah. And uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and take – I'm not going to take him as my dark horse just because he's had success as of late, but Francesco Molinari coming off the John Deere Classic where he tied for second and then the Quicken Loans back in June, he actually won the deal. Total on the weekend, he shot a dash 21. Absurd. And then in the John Deere, he shot a dash 19 uh making some good money as he as he's playing through those tourneys don't know too much about him but i expect the italian to be i'm gonna throw a top 10 finish at least making the cut i like that. um and kind of contending but so i'm gonna go Speeth and molinari
0: yeah I, I could definitely see like like i said spieth is gonna be up there you got him defending it um spieth will definitely be in contention if the weather holds at Carnasty. Uh, he's definitely going to be able to to stick in 10 for sure. I'm hoping the weather doesn't make this a a brutal uh, open championship. But uh, we're going to cut into a little interview here with our golf guru, Matt Ostick. All right, we'd like to welcome back on the podcast uh, a repeat guest
3: and our golf guru, Matt Ostick. Matty, how are you doing? Good, how about you guys?
0: Doing well, Matty, doing well.
3: Thanks for coming on. Thanks again for coming on, Matt. Thanks for having me. We'll jump right into it. The British Open this weekend out in Carnoustie in uh, Scotland. Uh, talk to us first a little bit about the track. They're going to be playing on a, a, a lengthy Lynx
1: course. Uh, tell us more. Yeah, they're playing a uh, good old Carnoustie. Um, it's hosted... Carnoustie? Carnoustie, they also do like to call it. They say it's the toughest um, open course that they go to in the open rotation because they have a little rotation where they play. British Opens. Uh, yeah. It's hosted seven Open championships. Um, and every winner before the last winner at Carnousie, which was Padraig Harrington in 07, has been over par. So Padraig was, I think, around 10 or 11 under. Jeez. But there's been some epic epic finishes there. Um, in 1999, uh, Jean Vandevelde was trying to become the first French to win. And he all he needed was a double bogey on the last, and he made a seven to go on a playoff. Which been lost. But no, Carnoustie Uh, it's gonna be crazy because apparently they've had a very hot and dry summer, so right. they're saying that the fairways are firmer than the greens are and faster than the greens are. Is it like just, cement? Is it like cement? You know, cement would be a great comparison. Um, uh. rock hard, kind of like my abs. <laughs> um, hmm. so actually, that's not a good comparison. So they're bouncing. But,
2: the fairways, yeah, the, bouncing.
1: yeah, they're bouncing. But yeah, no, it's it's going to be firm and fast, and it'll be interesting. I mean, the weatherman there—they they don't get anything right. They the percentage yeah, of the the percentage of them winning is less than the percentage of or sorry, repeat that. The percentage of Ricky winning is greater than the percentage of them getting the weather right. Wow, that's a okay. Hot take. So what
0: do do you know what the forecast is looking like this weekend?
1: Yeah, it's it's not looking like it's going to get too windy. Obviously, the, there'll still be some wind. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be nice and, you know, they might get a little bit of rain, but but not enough to really soften up the course. It's still going to play super firm.
3: All right. Um, it wouldn't be a major without talking about Tiger Woods. Um, he came out saying that he believes this is his best chance to end his drought and win his 15th uh, major since 08 in the U.S. Open. Um, I hope so. Do you, do you think Woods and, you know, older players in this field have a better chance on a Lynx course like this? Um, we saw in the practice rounds he was hitting his three-iron stingers, 330 fucking yards. Um, where do you think he falls, and, and is that true to the link style course?
1: Yeah. No, that's, um, anyone can win this week. Um, I, I would say this would be Tiger's week to win as well out of the four. Uh, I've said that for a while. I actually think he's got a better chance to win his next major at a British Open rather than the Masters, which a lot of people think. That's just like like you were saying. It's firm and fast. He doesn't have to hit the driver, which is his. Uh, um, I don't know what you know, whatever you call it. It's it's not as it's not as good club. So yeah, he's gonna hit three iron stingers. He's got a 17 degree iron, um, which is almost a three wood degree. Okay. So it'll be it'll be interesting. However, um, you'll hear my pick in a bit. But I do think it's gonna be a bomber's paradise. The guy who can take out all the bunkers and can just rip it over them, be within 30 yards of most of these greens. So you're as taking, long as it's not windy. So you're taking Dustin Johnson from the sounds of it. Um, so Nope, nope, but, but so, keep going.
0: So Tiger Woods, sticking on Tiger, has already been complaining about the greens out here. We know he switched his putter a few weekends back. Um, I said that he's probably – I don't see him putting very well this weekend. If he's already complaining on the practice rounds – will that have any impact on the course layout going forward? Are they going to try and do something to these greens? Or is this just Tiger making another preview excuse for him uh, for a a lack of putting going into the weekend?
1: I don't don't know if it was necessarily a complaint by Tiger. It's just he's basically saying how the greens always are at the Open Championship. They're slow, um, or at least slow what their standard is. They'd still be fast for us. Right. Um, However, yeah, no, he's just saying – I think he's just saying that they're slow. They're going to be bumpy, um, but, I, I mean, we'll see on Tiger's putter. It's a 50-50. It might be light. He's had three or four weeks off now to fix it, and Tiger's been known to fix, fix his mistakes, so we'll, we'll see on Tiger there. So just keeping back, uh, we'll move on from
0: Tiger here, but as, as the course layout goes, do you see wh- where will
1: players have the most success or and where will they have the most trouble? Um, I would say that they're going to have the most trouble is going to be hole 18. Um, they call them what we would call a Creek. They call them a burn. Um, and that just kind of runs through That's That's a very tough hole, tough finishing hole. Okay. Um, hole eight, I believe is a par three, uh, out of bounds literally is eight yards off the green. So if a player pulls it or a player gets a weird crosswind and they don't judge the wind the right way, they could be hitting three off the tee box again. So wow. there's just some weird little um, niches, out of bounds in weird spots. Uh, there are some trees on this open course. Normally you don't see that, but it's uh, it's crazy. The rough isn't going to be super long um, just because of the very dry summer and they don't have irrigation over there. They just let the weather do its thing and, and yeah.
3: All right, cool. Um, I'm going to finish the three part question here. First one is who are your top two contenders here? Who are your top two lock picks for this
1: tournament next weekend? Lock picks. Um, or well, first, well, first we should do two contending down the stretch. Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Yeah. Um, two contending down the stretch. Uh, one of them's going to be, uh, Brooks Koepka. Um, Okay. U.S. Open winner. It's going to play a little bit of like what Shinnecock played like. Um, that guy just loves the big scene, doesn't doesn't think about it too much. Um, another guy who I think is going to be there down the stretch is going to be Sergio. Uh, he contended here back in um, 2000 and I believe it was 8 when they had the Open here last. Yeah, the playoff. Uh, oh, sorry, 2007. Playoff 2007 Playoff, Padre. Yeah, yep. enough said. Um, so I got those two guys coming down the stretch. Um, First one, who's, uh, who's your best, the best player that's going to miss the cut? Best player that's going to miss the cut. Does
3: Tiger count as the best player? I mean, he's, he's coming into the weekend
1: projected top 12, I think. I'm just kidding. No, Tiger, Tiger will, Tiger will make the cut. I got actually odds on him finishing top five. Um, best player to miss the cut is going to be Rory McIlroy. Wow, um, I I strongly disagree with that one. Keep um, going, but no, I think I think he'll miss a cut. You know, the the Open Championship is so weird in the sense of it. it it's so weird on when your tee time is on Thursday and Friday. You could some guys have said they've played great golf and they've missed a cut just because the wind picks up at the wrong time when they're out there. Um, but yeah, so, no, yeah, I, I mean. For Rory. So. It, it could be bad timing, but I, I just think I'd I i do I'm not big on Rory's game right now. I don't think he's big on his game right now. So um okay. yeah but Ser- I, I didn't you're right, Sergio's game
0: has been dialed in, so that's probably a guy that can contend.
1: No, it, it really hasn't, but he'll be there in the end. <laughs> um but no, I didn't I didn't uh throw on the I think there's gonna be a three man race towards the finish. And um yeah, I think it's going to be uh Justin Rose Coming on oh, top exactly. over and Sergio.
0: Favorite. That's your that's your pick, Justin Rose, the Englishman.
1: Rosie. Rosie's gonna win it. Rose
0: Z. All right, I like that. Um, I'm I'm going a different route. Uh, I think Dustin Johnson will be there uh, in suspension, as well as Spieth. But I am picking Tommy Fleetwood. That flow is too fucking saucy for Karnasty, and I
1: am picking him to hoist the crown on Sunday. See, I knew you were gonna pick him. So that's why I didn't pick him was because I didn't want all of us to pick him. Because I'm actually big on Tommy Fleetwood as well. Um, I'm coming out of left field here
3: with my picks. I'm going John Rahm, and I'm also guaranteeing Tiger
1: a top ten finish. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. I respect Guarante- that. I, you know, I like I said, I put I put um hundred bucks on Tiger to finish top five at plus four fifty.
0: Can you guys stop fucking wasting your money on El Tigre? It's making me puke because I want to take your money and invest elsewhere because you're literally lighting it in fucking flames. No,
1: no, it's just, it's a smart bet.
0: It is not a smart bet. He has been absolute ass in
1: majors. I, okay, I I, I would lo- okay, put your money on him. It's going to be fucking awful. Hey, the only money I put on him at the Masters was him making the cut. It was about an even, just, just under an even bet. I made that. I I lost money on him at the uh, O or the US Open, so we'll see. So that's that's where we're going with Tiger these days. Is is he going to make the cut? Let's bet on that. That No, but hey, I just bet bet on him. I just bet on him getting a top 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 five.
0: Never coming back.
1: I just bet on him getting a top five, so I think we're good there. All right, Maddie,
0: thanks for coming on. You're our guru when it comes to golf. Uh, It'll be an interesting uh, British Open here in 2018 at Carnoustie. Uh, We'll see if these picks play out. Thanks for coming on. Yep, thanks for having me, boys.
3: That interview is brought to you by Legends Golf Club. Considered one of Minnesota's premier public golf courses, this inviting retreat is nestled just 25 minutes south of Minneapolis on the border of Lakeville and Pryor Lake. Legends Club is one of the few public golf courses where you can experience
0: private club feel, amenities, and quality. All right, Oc, MLB's finest tonight, home run derby in D.C. Uh, some household names, Bryce Harper is the two seed, looking to win it at home uh Javier Baez and Kyle Schwarber for the Chicago Cubs Alex Bregman we, we do not like this guy uh, he is also in it from the Astros Rise Huskins from the Phillies Jesus Aguilar the one seed from the Milwaukee Brewers having himself a, quite the year 24 dingers and then Freddie Freeman from the Braves and May, and Max Muncy from the Dodgers dude was just called up earlier in the season having himself quite the year uh yeah, you know what, Evan? I don't know a single it's, one
3: of them other than Bryce Harper. I think um, yeah. I, my my take on this field, I think this is Harper's game to lose, man. He's at home. He's in DC. He'd be the first to win it in the own in his own barn since uh Todd Frazier for the Reds back in 2015. Um so I'm just gonna I'm gonna cut the bullshit and and say right now Bryce Harper is gonna be the in my eyes he's the favorite, but I think yeah. he's gonna take this one home. I will tell you one thing for free. Um Alex Bregman will not have a sniff at this. The mystery mustache man. No, no. can't stand that guy. No. After the bullshit he pulled, you don't. You don't get. Gillette to, razor. You don't get
0: to Gillette your face off and then just come and think you're going to win the the home run derby. That's not how it works. But yeah, this is quite the field. We're seeing this a lot. We're going to see this a lot coming forward. Uh, a lot of household names like to stay away from the home run derby. I mean, we got lucky last year with Judge and Stanton both. Both competing in it, which was unbelievable. But I mean, this year, like you said, there's you know four or five guys on here that you're basically saying, "What the hell are these guys doing in the home run derby? These guys aren't even Max Con-
3: Max Muncy. Who?
0: Yeah. Speaking of who, I mean the dude. Yeah, he's the fastest to hit 20 homers. But R- the, Rise think,
3: Hoskins. Who?
0: These young guys. Uh, it's cool that they're in it, but at the same time, where's where's the Aaron Judge? Uh, where's the Stanton, where's the Mike Trout? Give me the homer, Brian like, Dozier. Brian. We we, want, another sniff we want the power hitters going toe-to-toe. Uh, it'll be interesting how it plays out tonight. But, yeah, like you said, Harper, it's his field to lose. Uh, but just looking at both sides of the bracket, they're both kind of shitty in my eyes. Harper, I think, is going to walk to the final on his side. And then, I don't know, I, Schwarber's five-seed is a little low to me. Just him being on that side, he's gonna walk past Bregman. He'll get, he'll probably get Aguilar in the second round. I see, I see Harper and Schwarber. Um, I mean, if that's the final, Schwarber does have some pop, but Harper's gonna fucking walk away with this. That that's you. We both have Harper. Um, I think Schwarber could contend, but uh, yeah, I I I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. Um,
3: He's in his own building. He's gonna have the fans. He's gonna have an energy filled deal there's just going to be an energy in the building and I think it's his to lose like I said earlier. Um but tomorrow night uh we're following it up with the All-Star game. Our boy Showtime Otani, snubbed.
0: snubbed. What a, the fuck? I, like could they be any more put him
3: in the derby tonight?
0: Seriously. Fuck's sake. Like
3: Showtime, that would that would that would If that doesn't
0: give viewers I don't know oh what it is. Oh my god. Showtime would have first pitcher ever. There hit, has he has to be. He would have hit more home runs than Josh Hamilton. In that two thousand, what was two thousand nine, two thousand ten record setting home run derby, I it, showtime. He's not in the home run derby. He's not in the All Star game. This is absolute bullshit. Uh, but that being said, uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be an absolute pitcher's duel. Uh, the NL has got Max Scherzer starting second consecutive season with that. He's having an unbelievable season. And then just looking down the rotation, Degrom. Uh, another unbelievable stud. And then on the AL, you got Chris Sale and Luis Severino, two two of the best in the AL. I, it's going to be super hard to get a hit on them, but uh, that AL batting order. I love have, the AL. Look, Mookie first look, Betts, I love looking at that. Like, Look at this. They have Mookie Betts, one. Jose Altuve, two. Mike Trout, three. J.D. Martinez, four. Uh, Jose Ramirez, five. Aaron Judge six, Manny Machado seven, Jose Abreu eight, Salvador Perez nine. Like you got Machado hitting seven, Judge hitting six. That's ridiculous. Like you're, just, it's it's insane that these players are just so loaded right now. Um, and then on the on the other side, you got Javier Baez when he's swinging at actual good pitches. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. Getting on base, does it all. Nolan Arenado two. Goldschmidt at three, Freddie Freeman at four, Maddie Kemp resurrecting from maybe not even making a roster at five, Bryce Harper at six, like Harper's batting sixth, Nick Marcakis at seven, Crawford at eight, and Wilson Contreras at nine. Um, not as loaded as the AL, but still very, very solid. Uh, but, I, I but. think
3: I think overall we're in for a good one tomorrow. Yeah. Um, my picks in this one, I want the AL to take it. Uh, Jose Altuve riding the you know World Series champion from last year, uh, making his first All Star uh, contest here this year. Uh, I think it's a cool story for a guy who is five foot. Nothing, yeah. Pablo um, Sanchez height, yeah. This guy, I mean, good for him. You know, he's had a good last two year run here, and I hope he takes home his first uh, first career all star game. So, you got
0: you're taking the AL, yeah. I, I, AL. I would like to see the AL win it too, but you know, Scherzer's just so good. I, I don't see them getting any hits off him early. DeGrom as well, uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna take the NL. I know it's, it's they're the underdogs in this one for sure, but. I don't know. I just think if if Paulie Goldschmidt can can get a you know a home run or get on base and Baez and it, I just think they got some some depth as well. Uh, you got you know, Scooter Jeanette pinch hitting, Suarez can come in, uh, Joey Votto, Charlie Blackman. They got some guys that can hit uh, depth wise if it goes you know deep. But uh, I, I'm I'm going to take the NL on this one, Jake. All right, Evan, let's move into our lock bets. Um, let's let's
3: let's just pin it down to the, the British Open next weekend. Um and
0: go dark horse lock bets. Who do you got? Dark horse lock bets. I'm gonna take Adam Scott at plus twelve thousand five hundred. He is deep on this list, but I just think that you know he's he's a type of dude that can tend, that can contend at Carnasty. Uh no particular reason, but I'm gonna throw some dough on him. Uh, I think that... You know, he's due. He hasn't won in a while. Um, and I just think maybe maybe this time could be his year. Uh, another dark horse bet, I'm going to take Matthew Fitzpatrick at plus 6,000. 6, Playing some pretty solid golf as of late. He's been in contention as well in some majors. I think Carnoustie is where he puts him over the edge and can potentially compete going into Sunday. All right,
3: I like that bet. I'm taking Englishman Lee Westwood at plus 12,500. Um, Westwood, we haven't seen jack shit really from him in the past. Um, it's been a few years, but this guy, he's been working on his technique. He's coming off a Scottish Open where he was in the hunt. He was shooting a shot off the pace um, of Robert Rock and Ricky Fowler and that. So I'm taking a, an Englishman who's, who's used to the Lynx tracks and Lee Westwood at plus 12,500.
0: I like that. I like that. Um, And then just my lock bet of the week. Those were dark horses. I'm just going to take a locked one. Um, I'm going to take Tommy Fleetwood at plus 2200 as my locked bet of the week. Um, All right. Good pick. Good
3: pick. I'm going with John Rahm. Uh, He's had two top five finishes in the past two weeks, both of them coming on Lynx courses. Um, we've seen glimpses of greatness in a short game in the past, and you know, with a dry, dry course, long, long holes, he can yep. bomb it with the best of them. So my For lock sure. bet this week is John Rom at plus
0: twenty two hundred. Love that. All right, Oc. We're gonna jump into our dump and chase of the week. This week's dump and chase. Terrell Owens, T O is trying to make an NFL or a CFL comeback. Uh, he's expressed interest that he wants to play and believes that he's about 100% ready to commit to potentially playing in the CFL. Uh, we had some social media videos surface of him running a for like a four, four, essentially uh, his speed apparently seems to still be there. Uh, he's been training with Julio Jones. Uh, we are dumping and we're chasing the 44 year old thinks that he wants to come back in the league and play at a high level. But in reality, he's just too old. There's a reason that he's not in the NFL anymore, and there's a reason that he had to retire. I think it's absolute bullshit. I mean, he's about to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. He thinks he's gonna come back and play. His time has come and gone. I love TO. I'm a big TO guy, but I'm dumping and chasing on this. If if anybody of that era is gonna come back and play, it's gonna be Randy Moss. It's not gonna be yeah, it's not gonna be it's, Terrell. Owens. It's
3: not TO. Listen, the point of it is the guy's forty-four years of age. Hasn't played an NFL snap since the Bengals in 2010. Hasn't played a professional football snap since the Allen Wranglers in the indoor football league in 2011. Ooh. Exactly, Ooh. Evie. He's 40 fucking four years old. This guy, if he takes a hit, he's gonna absolutely crumble. Um, physically fit, yes, maybe, but it's 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 just an yeah. age deal, man. You, you can't. I mean, unless your name's Tom Brady. You yeah. can't
0: be flirting with the 40s and, and the, going out the, there to compete at a high level. The only age where you can where you can eclipse 40 and compete is either kicker, punter, or quarterback. We've seen, you know, Favre do it, uh Brady's doing it. Manning, I think he just maybe eclipsed 40, but uh it's it's not going to happen at the wide receiver position. You need speed, you need strength, and you need footwork and skill, and you still have to catch the football. Trust me, if I'm a CFL team Maybe if I need to sell tickets, I'm gonna I'm gonna call on To. But for statistics and to to put wins up on the board, I'm not taking a chance on a 44 year old retired vet. It's just not gonna happen. He's trying to keep his name relevant. Uh, he already kind of botched that whole Hall of Fame, saying that he's not gonna go and make a statement or a speech. He's not even gonna attend Canton, which was also bullshit. Um, I do agree that he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. And he got screwed over for that. But but come on, man. You're in an elite class of your own. You gotta mm-hmm. go you gotta go to Canton. You gotta do it. You're you're nobody very minimal percentage of guys get to, to say they, they got the gold jacket. Uh, T.O., Tio, come on, man. You're better than this. We're dumping and we're chasing on you. You're just you're you're just hang them up for good, man. Do not do not even try to do this. Do not tarnish yeah, your name any further. It's it's a time and a place deal. It's
3: not the time or the place. The only only way i'd want to see this work out is if he signed with the hamilton tiger cats and he had menzel throwing to him that could be it could a ticket be a seller that could be yeah. on espn that would be kind of cool but other than that to get the f out of here man yeah. we're not it's it's, Stay, it's over stick, man stick
0: stick to maybe broadcasting or being an analyst but yeah we're dumping and we're chasing and we're getting the fuck away from you man uh, do not make this comeback don't make it any harder on yourself and with that that wraps up another edition of the dump and
3: chase podcast we will see you guys all next week for another episode see ya Peace.
1: spend our whole life another day in paradise yeah, I'll be going to November yeah, going through the letters that I send her and thinking about the moment that I met her well I'll be back in due time in due time touchdown. same city I've been used to, and all the reckless things that we do, keep us young, they're good signs, The good signs, take a little more if you need it, oh, voices of the night won't mislead it, the tide pulls me in but it takes slow, gears to the nights we let go, and I'm hoping that they figure out, it's all about the scenery along the route, no fears, it's a so kind, a so kind.